today. Anti-Joe Biden chants make their way across America. Dr. Fauci says it's too soon to tell if you can spend Christmas with your families. And then, of course, recants and uh, Democratic senators harassed by Democrats for not being extreme enough. We have got a lot to cover today and it all starts right now. moment. Brandon, you also told me you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. Uh, happy Monday. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez, and we will get to Brandon in a second. First, I want to welcome uh, John Doyle. He is political commentator and host of Heck Off Commie. Yes. Which you can find at heckoffcommie.com. You're welcome. True. True. So true. I don't know. I'm not even going to justify that. I stand by that totally. So true. So true. Uh, Also joined by Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and host of For Canon's Sake. You can find him at Young Ripa 59 is his YouTube channel. Is it? Over at YouTube. YouTube is up today, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And we will get to that. Also, the big tech, there's a bunch of uh, a bunch of websites down. I think the machines have finally taken over, but we'll get into that. Let's so let me let's go back to what we played at the beginning, which is now my new favorite clip of all time. So you have uh, Brandon Brown, who apparently won the Talladega Super Speedway in Alabama. So this is a NASCAR race for those of you unfamiliar with all things cars. Uh, And he won and he had a reporter interviewing him. You hear this chant in the background, which you can tell is it's bleeped out. So it's I don't they're not saying let's go Brandon or it would not have been bleeped out. In fact, I don't actually think they're saying let's go Brandon at all. I don't think they're saying any of those words. Uh, Let's listen again. It sounds horribly familiar to all of the chants that we are hearing in all of the uh, college football stadiums across the country since football season started. Can we listen to that one more time, please? Moment. Brandon, you also told me you can hear the chants from the, the crowd. Let's go, Brandon. You told me you were going to kind of hang back those stages and just watch and learn what learn that helped you there in those closing laps. Oh, my God. It was uh, learning how mine didn't uh, stay to one. So this poor guy, uh, like who, I mean, good, good for him. Congrats, Brandon Brown. But um, this poor guy is like, yeah, totally. They're. I guess I'll just answer the question. Um, clearly the crowd saying F Joe Biden. Yeah, if there was one clip I had to choose from what best represents modern, or actually not even modern journalism, just journalism in general, yeah. it would be that five second clip. Because first of all, it's a woman's voice. Second of all, she's like deliberately lying to people and just know what you hear very clearly to where we even have to censor it out, like you mentioned, isn't actually what they're saying. It's right. let's go, Brandon. And then poor Brandon. I, I mean, he has to like, oh yeah, I guess, and just answer the question because what's he going to do? Side with the crowd over this woman who's reporting? Or, or, or on national television say, no, 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 no. What they're really saying is, 
Joe Biden. Yeah. Right? That's Which why you can't too, do. They, they love Donald or they hate Donald Trump because what he does is just basically hold a mirror up to them and be like, you're not actually a serious journalist. You're not breaking Watergate. Like you guys are the lowest class of people in the, on the face of the planet, frankly. Like you lie and you are activists and you are so self-important that you think that you're really like spreading truth to the masses, but that's not the case at all. And so he wouldn't even dignify them with responses. He would just say, no, you are fake news. And yeah. they would just melt down because of it. It was so beautiful. Yeah, it is. And, and look, I don't condone foul language. In fact, I had a, uh, I was on Slightly Offensive not that long ago. What and was I had the a lot first of thing you said when you came in here like five minutes ago? Okay, so I don't condone <laughs> foul language uh, when when children could be watching or present. That That's my thing. Uh, thank you, John, for always holding, holding me you accountable. accountable. Okay, that is correct. But when no children are present, right. that's that's totally fine. Um, so, and I know on slightly offensive, I had a lot of people who got mad at me because I watched a clip and it was a lady who was cursing about something that had happened to her. She was, you know, discriminated against for not being vaccinated, and she was cursing and dropping f bombs. And her kids were sitting behind her in the car. And so, at, my first statement was just like, I actually like. No, you shouldn't be cursing with your young children in the backseat. Like, you shouldn't do that. But all that aside, and then made my point, and people were like, what, what's the problem with cursing? What's, what's wrong with that? All right. Like, I get it. Some people like to do it. I'm just saying I don't think you should while children are present. Just make that clear. It's probably not the best thing to do at a public event where there could be children of all ages there. All that aside, it's really freaking funny. Because who is more crass? than the left, really. I mean, who, who is more yeah. crass than the left? And now they act appalled, like, oh, that is, so, I can't believe they're saying those types of things at college football games and NASCAR races. It's hilarious. I don't owe these journalists the benefit of any doubt yeah. uh, because they're generally stupid people. <laughs> um, I do, however, have a different spin on it, is that she really thought that they were saying that. Do you think? Because she's freaking oblivious, for lack of better oh. terms. These are the types of people who do nothing but, for the most part, yelling. I mean, we see this with the Modelo virus, as I've called it before, and they sit there and argue with each other. Um, and that's about it. So they haven't really even heard anybody's response to the contrary of any argument, really. So they're completely confused at the idea that there are people that are out there in public because I'm willing to bet if it was a screw Donald Trump Trump mm -hmm. ch chant, we've heard many a time. Oh, I bet our ears can hear that uh, uh, very well. But the mind is a very powerful thing. They say, what, anxiety is like the third leading uh, comorbidity right now when it comes to the COVIDs. Mm -hmm. That's because, you know, people, body follows. And I do believe, I, I, well, I don't want to say I believe it. It's more, I give her the benefit of the doubt for the sake of doing it because she's so stupid that she just cannot believe that there are a bunch of people at a public event shouting mm -hmm. F. Joe Biden because everybody loves him, right? 81 million, fortified election. Right. Um, yeah, there's no way president. that there's just a bunch of people uh, down, down, well, I don't know exactly where they were at, but oh, you see the, uh, oh, well, yeah, of course, down south then, definitely at these college football games. I was even hearing it at, at the, it was like a Philly game uh, as well. Really? Where people were saying uh, F. Joe Biden, which is kind of weird there. So it's making its rounds. Yeah. And I think there are people that just simply cannot believe that there are people out there that will like they may be full about donald trump a bunch of people that feel like that about joe biden i just want to be really clear here this is the state that we're in we don't know whether or not it's that they're too evil 
or that they're too stupid. Combination of both. There is a great, we don't know. There is a great quote from uh, <laughs> an old conservative essayist, and it was, there are two parties in the United States of America. There's an evil party and a stupid party. Occasionally, the two parties will get together and do something both evil and stupid. This is called bipartisanship, <laughs> and it's true. And I, I do want to build on that point that you made where these people are so crass, too. Like, it's by design. Yeah. There's this thing that's happened over the course of the last 70 years that allows for the right to feel very smug and point the finger. Well, you guys are hypocrites because, you know, in the 1950s and 60s, it was the left who was saying, free speech, man, what's wrong with free speech? And I guess the, the good nature of the American man thought, okay, I guess we'll let you have a little free speech there. But there were just certain things that weren't discussed in polite society, you know, uh, mm -hmm. drugs and sex and all that stuff. It just wasn't discussed. Satanism, communism. And so if you discuss those things in a public forum, like you wouldn't be employed, you wouldn't be allowed to have a position in media or academia or anything like that. So now that they've infiltrated those institutions and taken power, now they're shutting conservatives and people of good nature out. And so we're left here scratching our heads like, wait, but I thought you cared about free speech. They never cared about free mm -hmm. speech. It was because they knew that they had to gain a seat at the table to where then they would accumulate enough power to then kick us out. And so we really made a mistake there, which is why I get very angry when I see these these frankly, baby boomers on Facebook.com, and they feel very smug. Well, you guys are <laughs> hypocrites. And it's like, yeah, well, you don't even have a job anymore. So who won? Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, yeah, you get to call them a hypocrite. That's about it. Yeah, and even that, like, hypocrisy is the impotent cry of, like, the defeated and conquested man. It's like, you are not in a position to even set standards anymore. All you can do is say, well, you're not following your own standards. I would even argue that they do this as sort of like a humiliation ritual, mm -hmm. like when they come out and they say things that you know are diametrically opposite to what they said a week ago. Mm -hmm. It's because they want you to feel demoralized, like, wow, they literally can act in total impunity and I can't do anything. I, that is a really great point, because I do think that we... That's oh, what I do. God, here we go. <laughs> You know, it was okay. It was an okay point. Uh, because so often, I think, re re Republicans, conservatives, wh whatever you want to call them, um, they say, well we, well, we have the moral high ground. Well, I'm not going to sink to that level. Oh, that's the well, one that not always gonna, rag on well, me. Well, I'm not going to play their game. <laughs> the ones that and always like, rag on me, right? Yeah, and it's yeah, like, yeah, and, yeah, and where yeah. has that gotten you? Yeah, it's got, where you has know, that gotten you? You've taken exactly. a bunch of L's. I mean, in 2020, uh, right. or rather during the summer, I was the one screaming screaming here that they don't care about their hypocrisy. They showed you that. Where they were tossing yeah. bricks into yep. uh, uh, businesses, meeting up and crowding together and doing whatever the hell they want. And not only did the, whether it be the media pundits or the public health experts, they didn't just turn a blind eye. No, 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 they didn't do that. They were cocky enough to say, well, no, actually, Maybe them going to those protests and everything actually helped slow the spread uh, of the COVID. Going to show you that they don't care about their pocket. It's not good enough right. because they don't care. So this is where the, the quote unquote right gets it wrong. Disasters they have. I've been speaking about this for the better part of the decade is that they try to present or rather project their set of ethics and their set of morals on the enemy. Mm -hmm. Right. And the enemy mm -hmm. doesn't care about that. If they were if they valued your particular ethics or principles, well, they wouldn't be the enemy. They don't care about that at all, and that's a mistake because they'll block, cheat, steal, Eddie Guerrero tactics. They'll do that all day long if they have to <laughs> do that in order to gain some sort of, uh, like you said, seat at the table. They'll do that. And maybe they'll call you out for being a hypocrite just for the sake of doing it, but it ultimately means nothing mm -hmm. at the end of the day because they still have power. And this is why I say you are under no requirement to sit up here and play nice with people that want you dead. I know a lot of conservatives rag on me because I cuss them out. I, I, I do all that stuff. I don't care. Everything's on the table with me because these are ugly, nasty people. Yeah. I'm in like several different industries where these guys have, of course, taken over. These guys are not good people. They're not morally sound, ethically. Okay, they don't care about your private property rights or anything like that. Why on earth am I owed to play nice with these people that want me dead? Yeah. And the right continues to do that, and that's why they continue to lose. And then any time, you know, I went on this rant last week, let's 
start, go ahead and start the week off with the same damn rent. Anytime that there is someone like, like say, let's say values liberty and will take the liberty stance, which sometimes is very inconvenient and uncomfortable for a lot of people. You can best believe there is some guy with an eye patch or, or his colleagues that will get right in the way of that person that's valuing liberty. Say, oh, oh, we can't do that. We're better than that. <laughs> Moving their little tie and suit and tie. Oh, we're better than that. We, we need to unify and all these sorts of buzz terms that end up with you being dead at the end of the day. You know? I'm not better than that. I'm not above putting communists back in jail. I'm just, I'm not. <laughs> and that's the thing because they have such a, a misconception of what American history used to be. Seriously, when in the 1940s and 50s, you could not get a job in this country if you were a communist. And not coincidentally, we were a freer, more prosperous, mm -hmm. moral society. And so right now, it's exactly as he said, a situation where they're literally going to put you against a wall and like firing squad. And you're just like, can you imagine if we <laughs> did this to them? Like literally, you're about to be executed. And you're just like looking over. Hey, can you imagine? If, and it's like, you're literally going to die. Yeah. So no, I'm not above that at all. And that's the thing. It's like conservatives because they've been brainwashed by the cancer of, of like small government libertarianism not that there's anything wrong with libertarianism but it's like that can't coexist in a society with communists who want to like put you in jail yeah so you have to be able to wield that power for good and declare like this is right and this is wrong because what the left does is say well that's all relative there's no such thing as right and wrong we can only be tolerant that's the only thing that's really good is tolerance and being tolerant of everything except if you want to say that some things you shouldn't probably right. tolerate right. they're like well right. that's not okay we're gonna tolerant get you. of the like, good things exactly well, I, I would say I would I'm going to disagree Real with quick. that slightly about the libertarianism only because the people that are ensuring the power structure are leftists are generally conservative. The guys that I'm bitching and moaning at all day long on this show, because again, they always get in the way. We say, hey, maybe we need decentralization. Oh, no, we can't do that. that that's unrealistic. And then you get Joe Biden, and here you go out crying and griping. Oh, he's a hypocrite. Could you imagine if Donald Trump do it? They don't care because that's what conservatives do. For as far as I'm concerned, yeah, y'all can gonna rag in on me in the comments. I'm perfectly fine with that. All they do is protect former Democrat policies. That's it. That's the only damn thing you guys can serve for the most part. Because anytime there's some libertarian that comes in and say we need to end this, it's not because a libertarian, a great Hans, Hans Herman Hopper once said that when it comes to communism and these communists, they have to be physically removed. I agree with, of course, that they cannot exist in a libertarian social order. Libertarianism isn't pacifism, and it's a damn be those Cato Institute and all those Beltway libertarians <laughs> who got conservatives thinking that we just sit on the side as the communists take over. Hell no. I didn't know you were reading Hoppe. I, I agree with you. Hoppe's OG anarcho-capitalist is Hans Hermann Hoppe. Read more of that and you'll get out of this. this he is, knows what needs to be done. This is a great conversation so far. This Rock is what happens, man. Right? You start. come in here and you're fixing your hair and your makeup and we're like, like, so what do you, what do we, what do you really do with these people? Yeah, okay, well, just a little, that's just light sexism there, John. Just a little bit. Slightly. It's okay. Just, just, just a light dash of it. Uh, all right, we've got more to come, but make sure you take your blood pressure medication because we are going to be talking Anthony Fauci. And if you have not yet heard these clips, uh, it is going to make your head explode. First, we want to thank our sponsor, Keeps. Speaking of head and heads full of hair or... If you need Keeps, your head is not so full of hair and you'd like to change that. That is what Keeps is there for. Uh, for those of you who, and by the way, there's nothing to be ashamed of, okay? It's just a gene that you get that is passed down to you. It's nothing you can control, nothing that you did. But if you want to do something about it now, you have to try Keeps. Keeps works uh, just as well as all of the name brand hair loss prevention and treatment plans, except they are going to offer you the generic versions. So it is going to cost 
way less money, and it is the same FDA-approved hair loss treatment. By the way, you can do everything online, so you answer a couple questions, take a couple pictures of your hair, and a doctor reviews your information, ships everything directly to your door, and you have it there. I don't know, for those of you who are watching the program last week, Jason has been using Keeps, Jason Buttrell, and the difference has just been incredible. I know uh, it, it triggers a lot of regrowth in a lot of people. It certainly has in him. It can for you as well. You can go to keeps.com slash why, that's W-H-Y, for 50% off of your order. That is keeps.com slash why. Dr. Anthony Fauci, who is, by the way, uh, just as a refresher, the highest paid federal employee that we have. Uh, what is it, like $480,000, I believe? Yeah, a year. He gets paid higher, uh, more than the president. So I just always like to remind everyone of that just for some perspective, uh, because the man literally just goes on television. He gets paid to, I guess, make his way uh, around cable news, saying something and then coming out and saying the exact opposite. So usually it's like weeks or months later, but in this case, it was literally like 24 hours later, the very next day. So Anthony Fauci went on television uh, over the weekend and was, of course, being asked questions that he shouldn't be asked because, quite frankly, he is not the dictator of our lives. And what his opinion is has no relevance to my life, should not have relevance to your life at this point. But I digress. Anthony Fauci uh, was on with, uh, I don't know, whoever in the world this lady is, was on Face the Nation and was asked about Christmas and actually had the audacity in October of 2021, we are now, to say, you know what, it's too soon to tell if we can get together for Christmas. Watch. We can gather for Christmas or it's just too soon to tell? You know, Margaret, we, it's just too soon to tell. We've just got to concentrate on continuing to get those numbers down and not try yeah. to jump ahead by weeks or months and say what we're going to do at a particular time. Let's focus like a laser on continuing to get those those cases down and we can do it by people getting vaccinated and also in the situation where boosters are appropriate to get people boosted because we know that they can help greatly in diminishing infection and diminishing advanced disease oh, okay and um so I, I mentioned earlier that he has already recanted that. So uh, here he is today being asked about it. And he kind of walked back his uh, his statement and said he was, look, I was taken out of context. I'm I am going to be with my family. I you I hope you're with yours. I mean, if you're vaccinated. Right. Watch. You know, I also said something over the weekend that was taken completely out of context. I was asked, what could we predict for this winter for like December and Christmas? I was going to ask you. Yeah, I mean, I, I said, you we'll hold off on that. I said, we don't know because we've seen slopes that went down and then came back up. The best way to assure that we'll be in good shape as we get into the winter would be to get more and more people vaccinated. That was misinterpreted mm. as my saying, we can't spend Christmas with our families, oh. which was absolutely not the case. Mm -hmm. I will because be spending Christmas with my family I encourage people, particularly the vaccinated people oh. who are protected, mm -hmm. to have a good, normal Christmas with your family. Um, I just want to point out the uh, the Chiron there at the end of that. It says um, that what did it? No, the next one. Keep going. Unlikely. Fauci says in October of 2021, 
we are unlikely to be, quote, rid of COVID anytime soon. Now, I seem to recall a time last year in what, Eric, like February, March Mm -hmm. of 2020, when we sat at this table and said, we are unlikely to get rid of COVID anytime soon because it's not going to be zero cases. So stop pretending like we can get there. And I'm not paid $480,000 a year from your tax dollars. So I'd like to just start there. (laughs) Look, you didn't have to bleep me, okay? That's true. Look, it's... We did back in you know February, March, April. Uh, we talked about this and just how it was spreading and that it looked like another upper respiratory illness that we were just going to have. Of twenty twenty. Yeah, uh, last year. It's yeah. October of twenty twenty one. That's true, and there's still people that are talking at, at, like we can just completely eradicate it. I, I specifically take issue with this moronic idea, which nobody, by the way, has any sort of uh, substantial proof uh, in, in its regards of it. Like, okay, we get more people jabbed up, and that equaling less like concretely less cases they're that all getting case they're that, all that getting hasn't happened they, no. we already know of countries right now that have mm-hmm. higher vaccination mm-hmm. rates that have higher rates than like singapore than what they ever had during the peak so mm-hmm. and even the cdc dr rochelle walensky had to come out and say that well uh we, we it's not stopping transmission right. so what are they talking about like, it, it, it makes no sense. They get to talk out of both sides of their mouth. And then I guess because they have the public just lured into whatever it is that they say it's supposed to be gospel, that they can uh, uh, take a position that's antithetical to whatever they just said, like not even 24 hours ago. Hell, in the same breath, that doesn't make sense. And nobody looks to just say, hey, th- this, the data doesn't add up. Well, any, the data you, you're providing doesn't add up specifically with what it is you're saying. And this is why I continue to call this whole jab nonsense just ritualistic. And I wish quacks like him and the people that work with him would just come out and admit it. That you're pro-segregation, pro-state-induced uh, uh, segregation, and, and get, get on with it. This has nothing to do with science or health, all this passport nonsense. That has everything to do with the fact that people have not... I guess done whatever ritual it is that you want them to do, because as far as actually stopping transmission, we know for a fact that it does not do that. And there's no evidence to show that it does do that. So what on earth are you talking about? Just come out and say, we don't like it. We want you segregated, ostracized from society and we'll use the state power in order to get it done. And just come out and just flat out say it. I at least respect you. Mm-hmm. But now it's just, oh, well, it's still about health and all this other stuff because they expect, to be fair, most Americans are, they expect you to be stupid enough to not even just look at their own data and see what actually it says. Yeah. It's just like uh, earlier before Eric and I started fantasizing about erecting statues of Pinochet in the National Mall. It's like <laughs> you can't even hold them oh, a- you can't even hold them accountable to their own standards. You can play clips from this time they're saying this thing, clips from now they're saying this thing. You can't hold them accountable to the data because if they looked at the data they would know that it's not even effective. It literally does not even work. So all you are really left to do is just say we're not listening to you about anything and even like mocking them like do you guys know the mock and shame must happen you know uh next door nextdoor.com yes so sometimes i'll wake up and oh i'll just gosh. i'll just choose just to cause problems rap. on purpose on next door i'm like actually your I'm neighbors gonna, oh yeah i'm gonna well my neighbor's back in michigan very liberal area i'm oh, gonna read you what go. i wrote the other day oh, i wanted them to get angry with me it didn't work <laughs> they literally it was very it was obviously satirical i wrote 
anti-vax family member. I said, hey all, are there any lawyers or otherwise ethically intelligent people who could help me out with this? It is my birthday next weekend and I have expressly communicated to all my friends and family that I do not want to host any sort of gathering given that we are in the, uh, the midst of a global pandemic and that these are unprecedented times. My brother is an anti-science vaccine slash mask denier and he said that he's going to at least stop by to give me a card. I told him that under no circumstances is he allowed on my property, especially because he refuses to get his vaccine and multiple booster shots, let alone even mask up to stop the spread. What can I legally do to defend myself if oh he my actually gosh. shows up? Wouldn't deadly force be legally permissible since he, as an anti-science vaccine slash mask denier, would be putting my life in danger by risking viral transmission of the deadliest virus in U.S. history? <laughs> Thanks all. Let me know. So I wanted people to get oh, mad. No. You're not taking this seriously. Instead, they were like, well, I would start with a restraining order. Thing. Like, literally, <laughs> Oh, the implication God. of that is, can I legally shoot my brother right. for stepping? And there, I would start with a restraining order, and that, like, there was no pushback of like this kid's full of it. Like, there, oh. someone actually though recognized me from like uh, you know John Doyle and Heck Off Kami. They just commented like Heck Off Kami, and it was like that slow and subtle message of oh, solidarity, which I appreciated. But it's like they're literally at a point where you can say, "Hey, this person ignoring the transmission rates, the hospitalization rates. If he steps on my property on my birthday, he is my brother. Can I shoot him?" And instead of "What's wrong with you?" Just well, I would at least start with a restraining right, order. Right, like, right. how are we supposed just to come to cover your bases before yeah, you shoot him? Yeah, how are we supposed to come back under the same flag with these people? I don't get it. Um, I Why don't we share that. government with people that hate us? I totally agree. Uh, all right, and there's more to all of this Fauci nonsense, so your head is going to spin some more, but let's get to it after the break. First, we want to thank our sponsor, iTarget Pro. So uh, it's time to start thinking about the holidays. All right, it is October now, and the first thing on your list for your gun-loving relative like John here who wants to... Don't do with your gun what John just suggested. Practice dry fire target training, which builds, what, uh, trigger discipline, muscle memory. Also, I'm familiar. I have the product. It's a great product. Wow, do you? That's impressive. I had no idea. Yeah, and I'm, because it's your show, I won't use my code, so you continue. <laughs> Thanks, John. I appreciate you not using your code. Uh, don't use John's code. Use my code, which is news. But let me get back to how great this is. So uh, here's a video of it for those who, who are watching. So you literally, you, it's a laser bullet. It's that cool. It's as cool as it sounds. Whatever caliber gun you have, you put it in there and you can, uh, as John said, you can dry fire. It will help you learn uh, the pull of your gun, which I have a 380 and the pull, it takes about two years, it feels like. So this has really helped me uh, learn how to shoot better with that particular gun. So it also pays for itself because of the cost of ammunition, the cost of range fees, it pays for itself like one use. All right, you got to go to itargetpro.com, save 10% plus get free shipping with offer code NEWS. Make sure you always use offer code NEWS over at itargetpro.com. So uh, back to Dr. Fauci. He was not done making all of your heads explode over the weekend. He also went on uh, during a live, this was a live stream, a lecture live stream at McGill University, uh, which is located in Montreal. So I don't know why as taxpayers were paying him to go do live streams for uh, universities in Canada. But uh, one of the questions he was asked was how to approach the value of individual freedom within the context of this global pandemic. Here is uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci's answer, watch. But you are a member of society. And as a member of society, 
reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, Jeez. you have a responsibility We live in a society. society. <laughs> and I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing mm -hmm. millions of people, you have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society. Oh, there it is, for the greater good of society. Uh, I would also just like to point out there is a documentary that is on the topic that we are on right now uh, that is called The Greater Good. And the whole premise behind it was that all of these people know that these certain products could potentially harm you, but it doesn't matter to them because it is all for the greater good of society. It's a very great documentary. Uh, highly encourage everyone to watch it. But, you know, it's just you hear these little keywords that they keep bringing up. Mm -hmm. uh, and we again, I've been saying this. I'm sure you guys have been saying this since the very beginning. You are being conditioned to view your freedom as selfish. You are being conditioned to view your, you know, your your responsibility to society as being something like this, sacrificing your own freedoms for society it's as if this country was not founded on uh, individualism and we're talking about now collectivism mm -hmm. which look you guys uh, seem to be the experts on communism not myself <laughs> but I believe that that is an aspect of communism which is collectivism the greater good viewing if it is beneficial to society as a whole then it is your duty and obligation to society and the state to do that, am I? Funny you mention that. You know, I do run a show called Heck Off Commies. You so do. I do have a little bit of credibility yes, with this particular topic. I'm not principally opposed to the greater good. I just want it to be honest. Like with what he's talking about with the greater good, we know it's not true and we can prove it. Like if you brought a whiteboard and I had like a little magic marker, I could prove scientifically when you take into account things like deaths um, from despair caused by these lockdowns, whether that's from drug overdoses, depression, suicides, things like that. I could prove scientifically that it would be for the greater good if like Anthony Fauci and I like dueled or something right i could prove that <laughs> yeah but what he's talking about in terms of the greater good is actually like been terrible for the greater good in terms of the economic losses wealth being transferred from the middle class to mm -hmm. the to the global elites people like literally killing themselves children permanently stunted i mean no one talks about this, but like literally when you wear masks to school, um, a lot of how kids understand the world around them and understand like those social cues yes. is like through watching yes. faces and things like that. And like they, they literally cannot do that now mm -hmm. because of this and it's child abuse. So no, it's not for the greater good. It's for the um, not even collective good. I guess you'd say for the the compartmentalized good of like Anthony Fauci who makes half a million dollars a year and all of his friends but like the average person is not benefiting from this at all but the way that they're but the way that they're uh, persuading people to do it is by telling them it's for the greater good but I just want to clarify John are you saying that if if the if the facts aligned that you would be fine with forcing people to get vaccinated. No. Vaccine mandates no. for the greater good. No, I reject, I reject the premise because that, that would never happen. I you're, felt like that's what you just no, said. No, you're, you're playing with all these hypotheticals. <laughs> he said to, I'm fine with to the greater good. trying to some gotcha thing. No, totally. I'd be fine. I mean. I just want you to I'd, clarify for the audience. I'd be, okay. If you're asking me if I am okay with the greater good when it just so happens to align with my personal worldview, yes, I'm not going to shy away from okay. that. It is for the greater good if Anthony Fauci were put in prison or if communists were put in prison it is for the greater good yes i'm in favor of that if me and my friends were in charge it would be better that's what i'm saying but not <laughs>
but I feel like that's what everyone says. But when but, it's, but when, listen, when it's me, the difference is I'm right. That's the difference. No. <laughs> if Anthony Fauci says that's it, he's wrong. That's the difference. That's what I always say, John. But they're this always wrong. This is how wrong. dictators start. <laughs> Why is this that is bad? This is how dictators start. <laughs> you're telling me the country would be worse. You're telling me your day-to-day would get worse if I were put in charge of everything. That's besides the point. Eric. <laughs> See? I will say this. Society <laughs> is a meaningless term uh, generally used in this context. Historically speaking, when you hear this whole greater good, yeah. uh, you hear this concept of, okay, I am doing what I am doing for the betterment of my people or these people. Uh, generally ends up with deaths of millions of people. You can go look at be the platforms or really even their own laws uh, of the mouths of the world, of Pol Pot, mm. Cambodia, which uh, is funny. Hitler, fascism, uh, Mussolini, uh, all of those guys say, say the same yes. thing. And even with Mussolini more specifically, I know people don't know what the hell fascism is. They use the term uh, willy-nilly with him. Mao, Hitler, Doyle, yeah. <laughs> all of them. Well, no, because they, you know, obviously Mussolini was anti. <laughs> that was the that. facility. Like, that, that was more so trying to say that they were anti-individualistic. If you read the doctrine of fascism, yep. it specifically yep. says uh, exactly that, and that the individual only fits in with the state. He's only permitted to be right. as such. So these guys that want absolute control will always use society uh, and the greater good as a means to try to get that done and convince convince people that this is what they are doing mm-hmm. is just or righteous. They're meaningless because my only responsibility is those that I have contractually entered into a contract with. Yeah. That's it. If I go to the store or something, I value that whatever loaf of bread more than they value um, that. And we exchange, I exchange the dollar, I value the dollar more than that. Bam. That was my only obligation contractually, uh, and, we're, and we're done. That's it. We're, we move on. This whole idea that, okay, you're stealing from me, number one, taxpayer dollars to subsidize all of this nonsense, and that I now owe you even more so to do what you want me to do is irrational. It doesn't apply to generally anything else. And, yeah, you'd be surprised how crazy it could get if we did use this nonsense, if we used the greater good yeah. uh, as a means to do things. Because, like you said, yeah, put me in a boxing ring with Anthony Fauci, and, yeah, that's going to end up in the absolutely the greater greater good or any of those uh, uh, quacks and, and those higher-ups for sure. But for, it, it doesn't mean anything. And this is something that historically these guys have used to just simply get what it is that they want. This is yeah. why I don't like those terms, society and all of that, because in, in, in retrospect, or in hindsight, it, it's meaningless when it's you try subjective. to apply it. Yes, of course it's subjective, yeah. but it, it, it means nothing when applied elsewhere. Right. Like we are in like whatever, maybe it's a community or whatever it is. Like I don't owe any obligation to any individual within that right. unless right. I entered it in order to enter into that community. Right. That's it. I was just born and these guys are trying to subject me to whatever it is that they want uh, me to be subjected to. And that's nonsense. Again, when you apply this to anything else, it simply doesn't make sense. And, you know, but they will use that. And to be fair, the most evil sons of guns in throughout history have always Mm -hmm. used the greater good as a means to, I don't know, kill millions of people. Yeah. John, I'll give you last word. You said you needed to respond. You have last word. You compared me to Adolf Hitler. You are no you better. Compared you. Me, you are no better than the left. You should apologize or resign. Point out our hypocrisy. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Oh uh, no, I pointed out his hypocrisy by saying. To be fair, I've never said on the record that I'm not Hitler. So, you know, that's yeah, a joke. I'm just saying, great, greater good is used by people who 
then use their own subjectivity to determine what is the greater good for everyone else and strip them of their freedoms. Well, ironically, when these people do it, when I do it, it's okay, but when they of do course. it, it's different <laughs> because their promotion of the greater that? good has incentivized the destruction of all of the things in society that would maintain stability so where we wouldn't need like this big authoritarian government to come in, whether that's the churches, or family, community, whatever. All of those things existed very well 60 years ago, but mm -hmm. now they don't because of that type of rhetoric that has then destabilized that. So where now the society is completely destabilized and they need, people are like so willing to, to usher in that sort of nanny state because they're anxious with the amount of instability we have. Yeah. But I still think you should apologize. <laughs> well, we all know I'm not going to do that. All right. We want to thank our sponsor, Built Bar, uh, who is there for me whenever I, like today, I had a really, really crazy day and did not have a chance to actually eat. But I did have a chance to grab my Built Bar. So it is a protein bar. So it's healthy for you. It's low calorie, high protein, but it tastes like a candy bar. So you're going to feel like you are like cheating on your diet, but you're actually not. All right. They've got great flavors. Everything's covered in 100% chocolate. They've got coconut, mint brownie, double chocolate. I believe they have mint puffs there right now at the website, and the puffs are amazing. You have to go try some. You can also get a mix box and try a couple of all of their regular flavors. You got to go to the website. It is built.com. You will find so much good stuff there. Use promo code NEWS15. You'll get 15% off of your order. NEWS15 over at built.com. Democrat senators, both uh, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin, have been harassed by uh, their own activists over the weekend for being, I guess, uh, they're being against, for being against the price of the $3.5 trillion spending bill. Um, so it, I guess, like, you know, it money means nothing. You can just print more of it to these people, uh, these idiots. And they went so far as to ride up in a canoe to go harass Joe Manchin on his boat. And then this one, which is just so incredibly awkward, uh, follow cinema into the bathroom where she's just trying to pee, I guess, and uh, start yelling at her. And of course, they recorded the whole thing because they're total scum of the earth. Watch. We need a Build Back Better plan right now. We, we knocked on doors. We need solutions to the Build Back Better plan. Need has the solutions that we need. We knocked on doors for you to get you elected. And just how we got you elected, we can get you out of office if you don't support what you promised us. We need 7 million citizenship for 7 million. We need the Build Back Better plan right now. My name is Blanca. I was brought here to the United States when I was three years old. And in 2010, my grandparents both got deported because of SB 1070. We need to hold you accountable to what you told us, what you promised us that you were going to pass when we knocked on doors for you. It's not right. I'm a survivor. I'm a survivor of human trafficking. And it's because of the lack of worker protections that we don't have in the gig economy. I need you to stand by workers, lots of people who are like me, they didn't stop. They harassed her in the hallway. They were yelling at her in the hallway. She was uh, she was over at Arizona State University uh, giving a talk. Now, by the way, that was illegal what they just did. You are not allowed in Arizona to uh, f like take photos, video, whatever, in a place where someone has a reasonable uh, you know, expectation of privacy that would include the bathroom. Let me, I want to get y'all's thoughts on it, gentlemen, but let me, let me also throw into the mix. There was one of the uh, activists 
who went online, posted something on Facebook about her involvement. She, it's a very, very long, uh, lengthy explanation, but let me just give you the, the high points. She said, none of you have a right to tone police my desperate demands for labor protections after what I have endured as a human trafficking survivor uh, due to the messed up gig economy. By the way, did, she did not say messed up. That was me censoring it. Uh, and she goes on to say, You're, you are on stolen indigenous land. Indigenous women and children go missing and murdered because we don't have access to stable jobs, housing, clean water, clean food, uh, health care, yada, yada. And then, of course, she says, give my indigenous relatives to the south of the U.S.-Mexican border citizenship now. White communications departments of organizations, media and campaigns uphold white supremacy. Uh, step out of the way. By the way, there were some hashtags attached to that. The last one being, of course, F around and find out. So it's kind of, I feel like this takes us full circle back to the beginning of the program when we talked about how these people are crass and disgusting people. Uh, hopefully this doesn't work with, uh, with cinema. What are, what are your thoughts, guys? A serious country would deport somebody like that. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they're not even here legally. Right, correct. correct. So the same way that the country was able to weaponize its legal infrastructure to go after people for going into the Capitol based on photographs or so, this person, I mean, they have a social media account. If we were actually a serious country, we could trace them within 24 hours and like deport them, but we won't do that because we're not a serious country. Mm -hmm. And I, I can't help but like laugh whenever you hear this rhetoric about like stolen land and you're, you know, it's like, are you really going to pretend that was such a disservice to you? Even if it was stolen, like, every, I mean, this person's probably from, like, what, Latin America? Do you want to mm -hmm. talk about, like, the amount of, like, tribal warfare that went on there? It's like, when we got here, you guys were genociding each other. Mm -hmm. You were slaughtering each other, uh, enslaving each other, and bartering with each other, and you were, you were sacrificing each other to, like, pagan gods. And it's like, we taught you about how to build a civilization. We taught you about Christianity. And was this really such a disservice to you? I mean, they go into this country, and they treat it like a theme park. They have no appreciation for yeah. it. They have no knowledge of how to build something like this if all of a sudden they had to do it themselves. We created the most altruistic and just systems and societal amenities in the history of the planet, and they have the audacity to go in. And I have no allegiance to the Democrats, but even you know, as as a statement or a statesman of my own country, to speak to them like that in a public setting, like you should not be here if you don't have the appreciation for exactly what it is that you exist in. Yeah, Eric. Well said. I think for me, I mean, it, it just really highlights the which even fellow libertarians often do that, and they want to ignore the reality of how immigration is approached in this country, as well as the welfare statism, which is all what she's re referring mm -hmm. to uh, these these protections and, and money and, and all of this that needs to be thrown at, of course, this issue in order to reach an outcome that, of course, she thinks that she 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 benefits from all that stolen land, all that stuff. Just it's just mumbo jumbo. It doesn't really mean anything. Ultimately, what what it means is that they want people. And this is why they try to get them them in office to subsidize their bad I ideals often. And, and this is where a lot of people lose it with the immigration subject matter is they act like it's completely detached from them. That mm -hmm. some people will say, oh, well, you can't have open borders with a welfare state. And I think that kind of dumbs it dumbs it down. It's more that as it exists right now in this country, both of them go hand in hand. Doesn't matter if you like their policy or not. That's the reality of the situation. And these people expect the people that they vote for or rather support. She's claiming she knocked on doors uh, for this woman. They expect them to do their, their bidding. And that's ultimately what it, what, it, what it boils down to. And I can say that. 
for really a multitude of different subject matters. This just proves it on that subject. That's what it is uh, uh, that they want. This is why, you know, I keep talking about decentralization on the show. This is an important thing. I think this is something that a lot of folks are starting to take seriously. Thank God, um, because they're realizing that the writing is uh, is on the wall. And why would you want to share a government with these insane people that are going around harassing people in bathrooms? Yeah. That's weird, man. <laughs> I'm also I'm so off put too I'm by the way that Hispanics have co-opted the language of the civil rights movement. Like if you're not black, you haven't been oppressed in the United States of America. So when you talk about like, you know, a nation of immigrants, like that's not true. We we're a nation of settlers. This country was biracial until 1965. It was like 99% West African black and then uh, Western European white until the immigration laws changed and all of a sudden we have 65 million Hispanics coming in here since 1965. And it's like, you don't have a right to talk about like being oppressed in America. There was no legal infrastructure that was oppressing you. You want to co-opt it now because it's convenient because Absolutely. you want citizenship or whatever. You want to send back 20 billion billion dollars out of our economy and remittance payments into Latin America. It's yeah. just like so ungrateful. Yeah. All right. We got to take a break. We'll be back. Well, they're oppressed because Republicans. All right. We didn't have time to get into it, but uh, I think Facebook's still down. Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp. Uh, we will keep an eye on it and hopefully have more time to get into that tomorrow. In the meantime, you guys got to go to Yakubuyan's uh, Free Space. Download the Free Space app. It is Free Space Social, and it it has all the functionality, uh, all your favorite features of all of the social media sites rolled into one. They are not down. You can find me there and many others. Uh, by the way, don't forget to leave your review on the audio podcast. Subscribe, rate, and review. You may see your review read live on air like the one today from Dreaming on Two Wheels who says, have John back, which is not great. Are you happy now? Are you happy now? They're they're ecstatic. They're elated. Great. (laughs) Okay. You did. It was your performance was okay. Thank you. But thank you, Eric, also for being here. Make sure to subscribe to both of these gentlemen. Thanks for being here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the news and why it matters. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you'd like to watch the program, become a Blaze TV subscriber and start your free trial now at blazetv.com.